0: So as an employee, do you know what a just culture is? And why is that important to you? And why is it important to the HERO journey? Well, let's find out with Tenille Ramsey, patient safety officer at UM UM-UCH. This is the HERO podcast from UM Upper Chesapeake Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Tenille, let's start with this. So what is just culture?
1: Oh, I'm glad you asked. So a just culture is an environment where our frontline team members are treated justly. Um, It's about being fair in how we respond to our team members when a mistake is made or when something goes wrong. It's all about us being consistent um, with how we treat our um, team members in response to when things happen. Um, And what what it's not is, you know, oftentimes just culture it's labeled as a free pass or free for all, it is not that. It's actually a culture where there's a balance between accountability, and it's really shared accountability, and it's continuous learning. Um, And it's creating that balance so that we are, you know, have open and honest reporting when um, mistakes are made, and we learn from those mistakes so that we can um, do continuous improvement um, and make things better for the patients that we serve.
0: So this is what I'm hearing. Let me know if this is right. A just culture requires open and honest reporting, which promotes learning, so you're constantly improving and oriented toward patient safety. And that all starts with shared accountability. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. So that whole shared accountability, you know, traditionally in healthcare, care, um, we really didn't have the shared accountability. And, and there's even um, a body of work, Dr. Lucian Leif, who is really is considered one of the forefathers of the patient safety um, science. Um, years ago, he talked about the greatest impediment uh, to safety in health care was that we punish our team members, when they make mistakes. And that is true. You know, that used to be this um, punitive environment that we did with our frontline team members when they made a mistake, not accounting for any system opportunities or any environmental issues that may have contributed to that. Um, because you, we needed to start thinking systems, whereas, you know, could someone You know, with that same training, make this mistake. Um, So when that shared accountability comes in, it's ensuring that we as an organization are ensuring that that team member has everything that they need to be successful to do their job every day, every time, consistently. And the team member, in turn, is accountable to the decisions they make and for reporting those mistakes if they happen or for reporting anything that they see that could cause a mistake um, so that we can proactively fix it. And so that's really important in a just culture so that shared accountability goes both ways. We're accountable as an organization to the team member. The team member is accountable to, you know, the organizations and the patients that they served. And all of that will contribute to this, you know, continuous learning where we're continuously learning from, you know, what, what isn't working, you know, how can we prevent it, um, and what can we do from systems engineering perspective um, to engineering uh, the process so that it works for the, the end user, the human being, um, eliminating some of these human factors that sometimes we see that lead to failures in healthcare and leading to medical errors, which is the third leading cause of death um, in the United States.
0: You know, that's a good point. In all businesses, sometimes the system is at fault. It's not just and only the employee. And too many times people get punished without changing the system. And that only perpetuates the problem rather than solving it. Is that what you're saying? Is that right? Absolutely.
1: And, you know, when we don't do that, we don't fix it. And it's allowed to happen to someone else. And it could, you know... um, Actually result in a patient getting harmed, and so we want to eliminate that so it it, it just culture um helps us to think differently when we see something go wrong um, and there's actually three behaviors in just culture that we look at the first being human error, the second is at risk behavior, and the third is reckless behavior. Human error is you know something you inadvertently do it's a mistake, it's a lapse. You know, you didn't mean to do that. And I love using the example, and I I share this example. A friend of mine posted on social media that um, she accidentally put cayenne pepper in her oatmeal instead of the cinnamon. And if you think about that, they look very similar in a container. Um, And some brands, they have the same container, same labeling, except what it's called. And you can easily make that mistake. That's human error. Anyone can make that mistake. But when we see human error, one, we want to console um, our frontline team members because they're going to be horrified that they made that mistake. And what we need to do is really do process improvement. How can we prevent that person from putting cayenne pepper into the oatmeal? <laughs> you know, can we put it in a different container? Right. Can we label it different so it's easy to distinguish? So it, it, you know, we really have to start looking at things in a different lens. Mm-hmm. You know, I use the example for risk behavior. It's like when you started to drive. You know, at risk behaviors, it's a behavioral choice where the risk is not recognized or is believed to be justified. You know, when we first started driving, you know, we had our hands on 10 and 2, we did the speed limit, we didn't chase the yellow light, um, we did all these things. But now, today, after we've been driving for years and years, we, we're exceeding the speed limit. we're driving with our coffee in our hand, we're doing our makeup behind the wheel. Um, we're doing all those things, and as human beings, we drift and we do. we We, we all engage in at risk behavior because you know what? It's human nature. we We will justify it. i justifying you know exceeding the speed limit to arrive to work on time. Um, I'm putting my makeup on behind the wheel because I need to look a certain way when I arrive. So we justify that and we may not recognize the risk involved. And so when we see that in healthcare, what we want to do is we want to coach the team member and make sure that they know um, that this is at-risk behavior and that it could cause harm. You know, you driving and doing your makeup or drinking your coffee and eating could result in um, an accident. It Mm -hmm. could you know, it could. It's, it's, it's at risk. So we, we always want to coach the team member. We also want to assess for system-wide behavior because if one person is doing it, someone else could be doing it, and it could recognize that there's a system issue that we need to do process improvement. And that's where we can engage with our front line right. to really solve those issues. And then the last behavior is reckless behavior, and that's when it's just a conscious disregard um, of of the unjustifiable risk of harm. And we rarely see this, you know, only, we only see about 1% of error related to this type of reckless behavior. And so that is not tolerated at all in a just culture. Um, You can expect disciplinary action when we see that. So those are the type of things that we have to, in a just culture, think about what we see. We have to think a little differently.
0: Those are good to know. Three important behaviors that all employees should be aware of, human error, at-risk behavior, and reckless behavior. Now, I know you have an algorithm to help you with this. Can you explain that to us?
1: Yeah, so we, we developed the algorithm to be a guide. You know, it's not black and white, but it's a guide to leaders. Um, because what we noted and what we heard in 2015 when we started this Just Culture journey, um, we assess our safety culture every two years. And in the safety culture, what we heard was that we had a very punitive Um, culture, where, again, team members did not feel that they were always responded to in a fair manner every time consistently. And so what we heard from our frontline team members that, you know, one department might be disciplined more harshly than another. And so we want to eliminate that because when you see that, um, it doesn't create trust. And when you don't have trust, team members don't want to report. And when they don't report, We can't proactively do um, process improvement and fix things proactively. So it's all about creating this environment. So this algorithm, what this does is helps us to eliminate what we call that that bias. Um, And it's related to the outcome. Traditionally, healthcare, what you would see is that someone made a mistake, and I'll use nursing, for example. If I'm a nurse, I gave a, a wrong med to a patient and nothing happened. It was like no harm, no foul. Nothing happened. But then another nurse might make that same mistake and their patient dies and she loses her job. Well, when people see that, without us looking at the system and what led to it and is there some process re-engineering that we could do to fix it, they would just lose their job. Well, then when people see that, they think, well, I've got to support my family. They don't want to re- report. And so what this algorithm does is eliminate that bias. And so there are a couple of things that are looked at in this Um, This algorithm. Uh, The first test that is evaluated in the algorithm is um, deliberate harm. It asks, was the action deliberate? Because we're looking at this, is someone engaging in reckless behavior? That's really what we're looking at there. Then there's the fitness for duty test that we look at. We look at, were they fit for duty? Were they under the influence? Uh, Were they on some medication that could have impaired them that day? We look at that. Then there's the foresight or procedural rule test. And so we look to see was a policy or procedure, was it used? Was it available? Did they know about it? Was it accessible? We look at did they violate a policy or procedure. So we're kind of looking at these, these things, and then there's also the substitution test, where we're asking what another individual from the same profession possessing comparable qualifications or experience, behave the same way in the same circumstance because you want to look at that. You know, is this, you know, human error, is this at-risk behavior? You're looking at those. And we lastly look at, is there a pattern of unsafe acts or rule-breaking? Because we don't want to, you know, um, continue to see someone make, you know, uh, risky, engage in risky behavior time and time again without us being accountable as an organization to provide a safe environment for our patients and other team members so we look at that and so again looking at that at-risk behavior are we going to console are we going to coach and are we going to discipline we look at that throughout the algorithm and so it's a clear way and a clear guide um, to help the leaders get to okay this is at-risk behavior so i'm going to coach you know, I'm going to do process proven No, this is human error. I need to console. No, this is reckless behavior. I need to discipline. So it really helps to guide the leader in really looking at um, these things that occur under those three behavioral lenses.
0: And those three are really important so the employee gets the right feedback or further training. So console, coach, or Discipline. So, I think I know the answer to this, but if you could put this into your own words, why is just culture important to the hero journey?
1: So, just culture is absolutely important to the hero journey. So, the three components that we look at in hero, not just in that engagement, but you know, it's that culture of continuous improvement, it's your safety culture, and that's that transformational leadership. And that key, key leg is your safety culture. And for us and that safety culture, we're talking about a just culture because we want to create this environment that really supports being a highly engaged and reliable organization. You know, and in order to do that, we have to have that environment where our team members feel safe. They have to feel safe in reporting because they have to trust us as an organization to provide everything that they need every time so they can do their job and serve our patients to give that compassionate, high quality and effective care every time to every patient. And so we have to create that environment. And without that, we won't be highly engaged or reliable. Um, We will see harm. And the goal is to get to zero harm. So in order for us to do that, we have to create That environment where we, you know, our team members trust that they do have that shared accountability. Where again, we as an organization are accountable to them; they're accountable to us, and they are they are reporting. They're seeing that you know improvements are being made based on what they're reporting, Um, and again, that we're learning. Um, So it is absolutely essential, you know, if we don't have that, we will never be high-reliability organization, um, and we won't get to zero harm. Other industries have created this, you know, and they're not necessarily in the business of healing like we are. And so this is important for us that we create this, this environment, this just culture, so that we can get to zero harm. So that's why this is really essential to the hero journey. It's I almost say it's the most important piece of the hero journey.
0: Well, I think it's very easy to see why just culture is very important to the hero journey at UMUCH by improving patient safety through shared accountability, as you've explained to us. To Neil, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. This is the Hero Podcast from UM Upper Chesapeake Health, a podcast for internal communications. Please check back for our next episode soon, and thanks for listening.